Welcome to the How to Survive a Horror Movie Podcast, where we learn how to survive horror movies and maybe how to survive life. I'm your host, Ryan Stacy, and today we are watching 2016's Don't Breathe. Just because he's blind don't mean he's insane, bro. I'm joined by our Don't Breathe correspondent, and it turns out, uh, Jordan Ryan. How you I, doing, man? Not too bad. You know, when I reserved this, uh, there was talk of a sequel coming out, and I just ne- assumed it would never happen. Uh, but lo and behold, in the amount of time it took us to get here, the sequel's out, so I guess, yeah, it's a franchise now. Yeah, I've seen the sequel, so, you know, uh, once this comes out on uh, DVD, uh, I will, we will put it on the wheel. Hell yeah. And bring you back against your will. Uh, it's not against my will. <laughs> I want to see the movie. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, we did Don't Breathe. Uh, really good movie, if you haven't seen it. Highly recommend uh, I'm assuming you are also going to recommend this film. Yes, absolutely. This is uh, up until Get Out came out. This was my favorite modern horror movie, uh, which is what I would describe. Well, I guess not anymore, but I just used to describe modern horror movie as anything made from 2005 to the 2010s. Now that's got to change a little bit, obviously. Now that we're in the 20s, but yeah. Um, yeah, until Get Out dethroned it. This was my favorite movie, favorite modern horror movie from 2016 onward. It's also the first actually good movie I've watched for your podcast. Yeah, it's it is one of the rare good ones we watch on here. <laughs> um, I highly recommend it. It's a really really well made film. Absolutely, a nice and short, breezy runtime, 88 minutes, yeah. including credits. So go give this one a watch, come back here and listen to us. But the point of this podcast is we're trying to create a master list of rules to survive any and all horror movies. Um, So we're going to go through the plot of this movie beat by beat, decision by decision, to see if we need to add any new rules to our list of 56, which you can check out on our Twitter account, at HowToHorror. That's how the number two horror. All right, anything else before we jump into this movie? Let's dive in. Yeah. Spoiler alert from here on out, for Don't Breathe, go watch it. Please do. Uh, do not listen to this podcast without watching the movie. You will rob yourself of an experience. And even if you've watched it, rewatch it. There's a lot of really great filmmaking in this. Speaking of robbery, let's get into Don't Breathe. <laughs> so the movie begins uh, with a very ominous shot of someone getting dragged down a street by someone else. Whoa. We'll come back to this, but that's the opening, like, what the heck? How did I get here moment? <laughs> yep. That's me. You're probably wondering how I got in this situation. Let's roll back the clock. Exactly. I heard that was in the original cut, but they, 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 they cut that out. So this movie follows a group of three thieves. Uh, we have main girl, Rocky. Her motivation for committing these robberies, burglaries, I guess, technically they're burglaries for the most part. Yeah. No one's home, usually. She and her sister... Uh, live in kind of an abusive household with their mom and the mom's boyfriend. The the boyfriend is a Nazi. Yeah, he has a swastika tattooed on his hand. And the mom used to lock her in the trunk of their car just because. Because she was sick of... uh... The, her dad left. Yeah. Uh, and the mom was just sick of Rocky crying about it all the time. I mean... I don't like crying kids either, but I don't go lock them in <laughs> trunks of cars. No, so that's her motivation. She's trying to save up enough money to move her uh, her boyfriend, Money, who we'll talk about in a yep. second, and her sister, I can't remember the sister's remember name, name, to California. Cool motivation. Still burglary. Still burglary. Another note, this movie, the, these characters, they all live in Detroit. Another motivation for wanting to leave is just get out of Detroit. Um, but yeah, so of the three, Rocky definitely has the best motivation, but this is still burglary. Yep. Um, much like Jake Peralta says, cool motive, still murder. <laughs> uh, yes, her boyfriend is a guy named Money, who's a huge douche. 
his motivation is he wants money. <laughs> yep. We don't get much more development from him. Uh, we're not supposed to like him, but, you know, to be fair, we don't see any, besides the fact that they're both thieves, we don't see any, like, negative red flags to their relationship. Yeah. Uh, and I think the movie wants us to kind of feel that way, but there isn't. They left it very ambiguous. Um, and that is because our third thief, guy named Alex, played by Dylan Minnette. Uh, Hold up. That's not Miles Teller. That's not Miles Teller. <laughs> uh, it's not Logan Lerman either. He has a crush on Roxy, and we're all supposed to kind of side with Alex. Alex is kind of like the nice guy, but he's also a burglar. <laughs> yeah, and Alex's dad works for a security company, which yeah. uh, that's that's how they pick their marks, is his dad has access to all the backup keys that the security company has. He has access to the codes to disarm the systems. So they go in, disarm the system, basically rob as much as they can carry, rearm the system, and then throw something through a window to trip the system and get uh, the trail off of them, make it look like it was a break-in. You know, smart. Still burglary. Still burglary. Good plan, though. Yeah. Uh, he's he's a, sometimes a smart cookie when he's thinking with the right head. Uh, yes. Uh, the only reason Alex is doing all of this is because he has a crush on Roxy. Honestly, 90% of Alex's decisions can be determined with he was thinking with his dick. Yes. When he's not, he's a smart guy. But he's just usually not. But this is a smart plan. They only steal goods, um, just so if they do get caught, it's less punishment. But the goods aren't selling for as much these days. And they need to get out of here. So they decide to start stealing money. Because the fence, their, their fence gives money a tip of this random-ass house in the middle of this neighborhood. Nobody lives there anymore. It's Detroit. There's one person left who lives here, which is our, our blind man, our main antagonist of the film. Played by uh, Stephen Lang from Avatar. Love Stephen Lang. Stephen Lang's great. Uh, he's awesome in Manhunter. Uh, that's 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 fun. He's really fun in Manhunter. I, I remember after Deadpool 1 came out and they were teasing Cable, Stephen Lang was on a massive Twitter campaign to try and get an audition for Cable. Obviously, the role went to Josh Brolin instead, who killed it, yeah. but... I want to see the timeline where Stephen Lang got a shot at Cable. Stephen Lang would have been a great Cable. Absolutely. Uh, he did needed to bulk up a little bit. Yeah. Even Josh Brolin was a little uh, small Cable. Sure. But to be fair, Cable is supposed to be a ripped-as-shit comic book character from the Rob Liefeld era of uh, of illustrations. So no human can look like that. <laughs> but, yes. <laughs> anyway, th that's not a horror movie. <laughs> so the blind man, what happened with him is his daughter was hit and killed by a driver. Uh, I don't know if she's drunk or texting or anything, but she was killed. And there was a settlement, so the old man got paid off a good chunk of change. Alex mentioned at one point, was it It was either half or a quarter million dollars. Well, they said it was like $300,000, but they found okay. even more in the house. Okay. So who knows where the rest of that came from. Right. But he's got a shit ton of money, and, so, and it's one of the security houses that Alex's dad's company protects. And they're like, here we go. And Alex is like, guys, I don't want to steal money. That's a lot of money. We could go to jail for like 10 years. Yeah. Uh, rule number four. Don't be a menace. Yeah, we kind of skimmed over it in the beginning. That that just gets passed out just yep. among all three from the word go. That is this whole movie is don't be a menace. And, and really, rule number 32, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. And also, rule I can't remember the number, no one to cut ties. Yeah. Because Alex cuts his ties here and says, no, I'm out. We're not doing this job. I'm not giving you the keys. And he leaves. Rule 35, but, no one to cut ties. But then... He starts thinking with his dick. Rocky texts him, yep. I, need, I need to get my sister out of here. And he's thinking with his dick. Do it for me, please. And he's in. He's in. He does just do some of his own research 
to give him a little bit of credit. He doesn't just trust what money is saying. Because, let's be honest, no one should ever trust what money says. No, not at all. Uh, rule 24, trust no one. Everybody's a suspect! Look into it yourself before you go robbing houses. Mm-hmm. Can't recommend you go do this. No, this, this movie can't recommend that you go do it yeah, either. that's fair. <laughs> but eventually, they're, they're going to go do it. And so they're, they're out scoping the neighborhood. Nobody lives here. No one. They just see the old blind man walking around. He's got a dog, and he's blind. They, they discover he's blind. Kind of fucked up to rob a blind man. Yeah. Just because he's blind doesn't mean he's a saint. <laughs> Which is true, but, you know. Boy, is it true. Dude is a military vet who lost his eyes due to some shrapnel. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're going to go rob this guy? Yeah, he's going to turn out to be a monster, but, like, that is results-oriented thinking. You did not know that going in. You got lucky. Yeah. So that night, they, they show up, and they, they, they feed the dog some drugged meat, yep. knock him out, but they discover the doors are just locked all the way up. It's like Fort Knox up in here. Maybe it's a sign. Yeah. Maybe don't do this one. Know when to cut your ties, because yeah. the door is locked with extra locks, because as Money points out, he's a paranoid old man. He doesn't trust the security company, even. So that's locked. His uh, cellar flap, uh, because he's got a ground entrance to his cellar. Uh, That is locked from the inside, and the side door is even locked with more than one lock, um, and all the windows are barred except for, like, one. It makes you wonder, did he have this much security before he did what he does? No. Yeah. I genuinely think, because I think this, this wasn't the first time I watched it knowing what happened, but it's the first time I paid attention to it knowing what happens. I think he built this place like a fort. Because of what he did. We'll get to it. We'll it's a shock. I don't want to spoil it yet. We'll get there. So they end up getting Rocky in through a really small window. I mean, probably bored that one up, too. I mean, you know. Yeah, it, it was high. It was high up. Yeah, it was high. And it's a small one. Rocky just happens to be a really tiny girl. Yeah. So. So they get her in. She has a remote to shut off the security system. She would, She does that within the 30 seconds. And she lets the boys in to start the search for the money. Money's going to search for money. <laughs> He goes, money goes up to the blind man's room and sets off a chloroform, chloroform bomb, which is supposed to knock him out, but doesn't work for some reason. Yeah, it's not explained yeah. at all. This might be my biggest problem with the movie. It's like, but how? Yeah. No, I get that. And I mean, they're making a lot of noise downstairs. And to be fair, the old man does have the TV on while he's sleeping. Yeah. But I, I kind of would have liked it if it was kind of like shown that he's pretending to be asleep but he knows at least someone is in his house and he's just lying in wait yeah maybe he like you know we after uh money lights out the bomb maybe we see a quick shot of him covering his face yeah we're nitpicking now but uh it's because i love this movie that i nitpick uh very small things to point out in this movie because it's a great movie yeah but so they stay they start searching they find a locked door which is going to end up going down to the basement they assume it's in there money reveals he is a gun rule five lock and load they don't normally don't bring guns, but they're robbing a paranoid military veteran. Alex points out that uh, this just made the crime worse. Yep. Uh, now the blind man has a legal right to shoot them. It's also upgrading to armed robbery yep. beyond the uh, potential of the blind man shooting them. But there is some logic here. If you're going to go through with this, okay, just don't get caught. Yeah. Alex, once again, tries to bail. Yeah. No. And, and he actually kind of does. He, he do- leaves he the house. Sh- he should have. Rule 11, get out. Get out! He does. Yeah. Outside the house. He doesn't want to go along with this any further. Uh, This is too much. 
Alex doesn't really care about the money. He's here because, like, he's horny. Yep. <laughs> um, but finally, common sense has prevailed. Uh, he's out of the house. He's out of the movie, right? Alex, clear Randy meets Paradise God, I, Winter I House. wish. <laughs> Money's going to shoot the lock, and Blind Man's going to come downstairs. Yep. Wow, I guess that water bottle you used as a silencer didn't fucking work. Womp, womp. And Money says something interesting, too, that this is the first time I caught it. Is He's like, I know what you got downstairs. I'm not leaving without it. Some foreshadowing for what's to come. Again, not going to spoil, but yeah. Yeah, there's some downstairs. So Blind Man confronts Money. Money holds him at gunpoint. But eventually, like, the Blind Man just keeps getting a little closer, a little closer. And then military training kicks in. Yep. Boy, oh boy. Money, money, money. You know, this is normally in a typical horror movie. This is where I would say, dude, take the shot. Rule 22. Mm-hmm. But they're the ones committing the robbery. And if you commit, take, if you take the shot, you, you're a murderer. Mm-hmm. I think you, I, I'm with you here. Because in the, in the moment, I was thinking, yeah, take the shot. But then I, I'm like, okay, we see money is portrayed as a douche. But we don't know anything else about his character. He might not have the stones to be a murderer, just I, a burglar. I think the movie clearly shows he doesn't. Because yeah. he's like... Almost panicking, rule 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't panic. So, yeah, just don't burgle houses. Yeah. Don't get in this situation. And it, 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 I think it speaks a lot to the character when you put it that way, because it's like, when there's no visible victims, he's fine, you know, pissing on the floor and stealing whatever he can. But the second he's confronted with an actual victim, he clams up. Yeah. Something tells me he's a little bit of a poser. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Uh, we're, we're not going to get to find out if that's the case or not, because the blind man asks him how many people are in the house. Yep. Uh, he covers for both Rocky and Alex, says it's just him. Great guy. Uh, proven he cares. He yeah. does. You know, there was some question whether he cared about Rocky. No, he does. But then the blind man overpowers him and shoots him. Yeah. Money. Don't be a menace. Don't Play be stupid a... games, win stupid prizes. <laughs> Yeah, that's about all there is for money. Yeah, uh, there's not much else for him. He wasn't in the movie for very long. No, he gets taken out very early. Surprisingly early. I was kind of shocked how I was okay was with it because he was written to be unlikable, and boy, was he unlikable. Oh, yes, very much so. Alex hears the shot and goes back in the house. No, when to cut ties, Alex. Nope. nope. Stop thinking with your dick. Pro tip, everyone. If the person you're interested in is a burglar... And might be involved in a shooting that you are no longer taking pl- uh, taking uh, part with. Uh, don't go back in the house. It's a, it's what we call a red flag in the romance biz. <laughs> uh, believe me, I'm an expert on such things. <laughs> so Rocky hides in a closet. Alex he ends up hiding in the bathroom while the blind man locks the doors, boards up the windows. Yeah. So here's kind of the reason I chose this movie. Beyond that, I love it. There are two horror movies yes. going on right here. The blind man is in a horror movie of he he's in a, what he thinks is an attempted burglary. Home invasion. Or attempted robbery, home invasion. And they're in, oh my god, they just he just killed this guy, and now he's locking us in the house. Yep. So, blind man, way to secure your dwelling. Yep. Rule number one, everyone is in a horror movie. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, Rocky and Alex, they text each other to get locations, and luckily their phones were on silent, so they, they were thinking ahead on that one. Blind man goes to check on his safe, which just happens to be in the same closet Rocky's hiding in. It's hidden behind a, a panel. Yeah, I mean, it's a good hiding place. Yep. Uh, they didn't find it. They didn't, and I don't think they would have. No. Even if he would have woken up, they would have torn the house upside down and not found it safe. That would have been funny. They would have gotten downstairs and found something, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she sees him punching the code and sees all the money inside. So later, when Alex finally gets back to her, she's like, hey, you got the money. Cool, we're good to go. 
Alex accidentally sits on a creepy floor, a creaky floorboard, which is a really intense scene where a uh, blind man hears this and just starts pointing his gun around, but then Money's cell phone goes off, and he's like, oh, it's just the phone, it's fine. Yeah, he, sh- he shoots the phone, too, it's really funny. <laughs> uh, so Alex and Rocky, they go down to the basement, but the blind man finds two pairs of shoes. I'm assuming these were Money's and uh, a Rocky's. Yep. Because Alex would still have his on, I think. No, um... So it's Rocky's boots for sure, but I think I remember Alex taking his okay. shoes off. I couldn't remember for uh, sure. Well, and he's sniffing them too. Yeah. And I think, given like his heightened senses, I think he's able to distinguish individuals based on smell. They kind of focus on him sniffing around a lot. Yeah. So but, I think he realizes there's two people in the house still. So or there's, there's at least one more person. Yep. As far as the blind man knows. Blind man, rule number one, you are in a horror movie. Again, you were out briefly. <laughs> uh, so he goes and checks the safe first thing, and it's empty. Uh-oh. <laughs> Downstairs, Rocky and Alex make a, a discovery, you could say. Yeah. Uh, in a phenomenal jump scare. Hello, Cindy. Cindy is in this movie. She is the girl that ran over the blind man's daughter. After the settlement sometime, the blind man kidnapped her, tied her up, chained her up down in the basement in a very comfy-looking prison. Yeah, for, you know, solitary confinement standards. Yeah. You know, as far as solitary confinement goes, this is about as good as you can get. Uh, do, do, we, do, we, do, do we talk about the twist? Yeah, let's just uh, mention it now. Okay, so the blind man's a rapist. Yeah, he's a rapist. So his thought process is since Sidney killed his daughter, she owes him a new one. So he got her pregnant, and it said he let her go after she gives birth. Now, for anyone who might just be thinking, yikes, um, it's revealed further down the line that he, like, saved his semen and turkey-based her. Yep. Uh, and that's his justification. I'm not a rapist. I never forced myself on her. You're a rapist. You're a rapist. You forced yourself on her. You didn't force your dick in her, but, you know, you might as well have. Yep. And phenomenal, I guess if you want to call it phenomenal, scene later kind of showing the horror juxtaposed to his justification. Yeah. Um, it's fucking gross. Very. <laughs> um Love this movie. Hate the last 20 minutes after we find out about this. Yeah. Because up until this point, we're thinking, you know, okay, he's, he thinks she, because we see a newspaper clipping that she went free because of the settlement. So, you know, when I first saw it, I'm thinking, okay, he's keeping her imprisoned because he thinks she belongs in jail. I had no idea what was going to come next. Let's dial this one up to 11. Yes. Like, damn. So, bleh, is what I have to say to this. Agree. Um, still love this movie, but this is a... I could have done without this. So, yeah, Sydney shows them the newspaper article and shows them where to get the keys. They unlock her. They're going to go to the exit. Um, I do feel like we should point out, Rocky wants her to let her go. Yeah. Alex is like, no, let's leave. Call the police. Yeah. Um, he's got a point. But Rocky has the money. Yep. And she doesn't want the police involved because yep. then she loses the money. Yeah. Rule 44, don't get greedy. Again, good motivation, still greedy. That's her main motivation for not wanting to call the cops. Not great. So they, they make their way to the basement door exit to go outside. Unfortunately, the blind man figured out their plan and beat them to it. He's smart. Smart dude. And he just opens fire. Yep. Take the shot. Take the shot. <laughs> He does wound Alex, clips his ear, but he kills Cindy. Which he doesn't know that he kills Cindy yep. until he gets into the basement and realizes what he's done and starts freaking the fuck out. So for Cindy, 
I don't know if she was texting and driving or just drunk driving or if it was just an accident, but if it was like texting or drinking and driving, you know, four WMS. I think we, I think I'm going to make the call. We don't have enough information yep. to give her any type of rule breaks. Yeah. If it was just an accident, no rule breaks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's left vague how old the daughter was. Like, yeah. I think the family pictures we see on the mantle are supposed to imply older, but then the home video footage we see is as a kid. Yeah. Which was from 1998. Okay. So. So, yeah, no. So, they would have been older. Yep. But still, th- shit happens. Yep. Uh, people don't look both ways before crossing yep. the street all the time. Yep. So, uh, like. We don't have enough information. There's exactly. potential rule violations here, but we don't know for sure. Exactly. So. And in uh, in the way the United States is supposed to work, innocent until proven guilty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I suppose if I was going to come up with something similar uh, for the podcast, uh, it'd be fucking stupid until proven otherwise. <laughs> I was taking a drink of my water when Ryan said that one. <laughs> it is a horror movie. I just assume everybody's an idiot. You're, I mean, not a bad assumption. <laughs> so, in probably the most memorable sequence of the movie, the blind man turns off the lights in the basement to hunt these guys down. I mean, it's all shot in, like, real light black and white. Mm-hmm. Uh, really well done. Yes. The, the blind man's running around because he knows where everything is, so he's, like, reaching out. Yep, he's got stuff. little landmarks that tell him where he's at. Meanwhile... Rocky and Alex are running blind in yep. a labyrinth. Yeah. It's awesome. Yes. Best scene of the movie. Best yeah. sequence of the movie. He ends up getting a hold of Alex at one point and tries to shoot him, but he's out of ammo. It's part of locking and loading. Yep. Uh, you, gotta, you gotta count your bullets. There's also a point, I think it's before he finds Alex, where uh, Rocky finds him and he's just fucking Blair Witch standing in the corner, <laughs> <laughs> waiting until he hears someone. I don't know, just thought I'd, I wanted to I like point that it. out because Blair Witch. Good shot. It's a good shot. <laughs> But Alex knocks one of the shelves over on him and manages to get out yep. of there. Hey, use your environment. Yeah, use your environment to your advantage. That is rule number 41. So, But they end up getting out of the basement. They jam the door with a crowbar, a Chekhov's crowbar that'll be here for the entire movie. Yep, uh, because I think it's worth backtracking to point out, uh, since we are in two horror movies, so the blind man knows that he has at least one home invader in the basement still. So he had a padlock on the... Uh, cellar flap door that they found the keys to. Yep. And so what he does is he puts the padlock back on the door and jams like a screwdriver into it and breaks it off to make that lock unusable. Yep. Rorschach style, I'm not lo- locked in here with you, you're locked <laughs> in here with me. And this is right before he turns the lights out. Yep. So they had to get back upstairs. Yeah, they couldn't go out to the basement unless they find bolt cutters. Yep. Um, um, good luck with that. Right. Right. But just uh, w- worth pointing out, since Blind Man is in his own horror movie yes, here. Yes, he's, he's sealing off the exits. They go upstairs. The dog is waiting for them. The dog's awake again. How, how'd the dog get inside? Because the last time we saw the dog, it was outside in its doghouse, and the Blind Man was he, locking the doors. Blind Man went outside to go stand in front of the basement, right? Oh, you, no, you're right. He maybe let the dog in then. But then why is the house, why is that door not unlocked anymore? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it is unlocked, and they just don't try it. Actually, a really good point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they end up running upstairs uh, and sealing themselves in, uh, what I think it looks like the it, daughter's it's bedroom. It's the daughter's bedroom. The windows, all the bars, everywhere. So, and, and then the blind man, he's going to go get his, his gun. So he's locked and loaded again. Yeah, we see earlier he has a gun under his bed. Yeah, really cool reveal. Yeah. Early in the movie, they do a really long tracking shot, just kind of showing us everything. Yeah. Uh, when, this, this movie takes place 95% all in the same kind of cramped house, so yep. they took 
really nice advantage of that and did the really nice long take. And it's not like most horror movies where it's just like kind of generic setting or it just kind of doesn't matter where they are. No, they show you everything. Here yep. is the setup. This is where this is going to play. They out. even show like the tools he uses to barricade his house and that eventually get used as weapons. Yep. They they like make a point to focus on that while they're passing. It's again, if you haven't seen this movie, stop listening already. Go watch and it. go fucking watch it. This is a phenomenally crafted piece of film this beyond being a great horror movie visual storytelling yes and th- th- there's next to no dialogue yeah, I noticed very too little dialogue. yeah especially from the blind man he's got very little yep uh, he's got one big exposition dump uh monologue yep. and that's about he it he turns into an edge lord yeah he real was lord again up until the last 20 minutes the blind man was my favorite character <laughs> <laughs> and then it all goes away yeah real fast Alex wants to use the remote to activate the alarm, but Rocky's like, no, I want to keep the money. Again, Rocky, don't get greedy. Don't get greedy. So she ends up escaping into the walls while Alex kind of like holds the barricade off. Yep. Blind man is able to get the door open just enough for the dog to sneak in. Now, here's the thing. I own two dogs. I love them. I would never harm them. Why doesn't he kick the dog? Like, they they constantly flee from this dog as if it's going to magically kill them if he touches it. Yeah, a dog bite's gonna hurt, but it's not anywhere near your neck. Like, it can't actually kill you. It can only hurt you. So stand your ground. Yeah, fight the dog. Yeah. What else are you gonna do at this point? Oh, get knocked out a window. Yeah, because the dog gets in, and Alex is, like, trying to back up, and the dog pounces him, and he goes flying through a window. Where was the bars on that window? Just kind of... Weak-ass bars. That's fair. <laughs> uh, maybe the, all this uh, security was just an illusion. It was all just, like, <laughs> weak-ass bullshit. It's like when the stores put up the casing of yep. a security camera. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so Alex falls out the window, lands on a skylight, and gets knocked out. And it's a very uh, lost world where it's, like, cracking underneath. <laughs> yeah, really cool stuff. Again, wonderful visual storytelling. Yep. And then the dog goes into the wall after uh, Rocky, and she ends up, like, dropping down in the walls to the next floor it's yep. all like, kind of like air vent style yeah and like gets herself knocked out a lot of concussions going around this movie <laughs> oh yeah and all of it could have been avoided if uh alex would have just jerked off instead mm-hmm. most problems could be avoided <laughs> <laughs> so the blind man he shoots the skylight and alex falls into the house again so close he was out and then back in Again, this is the third time where he was out and then ended up back in the movie. Alex, Alex, Alex. So he grabs himself a hammer and decides to fight the blind man. Doesn't go well. They do both lose their weapons in this fight. Uh, Rule 7, don't leave your weapon behind. Yeah, for both of them. Firmly grasp it. Both of them. The dryer actually gets turned on, and so the blind man can't hear shit. Yep. But it's not enough. Blind Man beats the shit out of Alex. Then picks up a set of garden shears to stab him as Alex passes out. Accidentally stabs Money's body, which he'd stacked in there earlier. Instead, Alex is now unconscious. Blind Man's like, oh, got him. We think he got him. Rule six, double tap. Alex is not dead. Now, how easy is it to double tap when you're blind, though? True. Just be safe and just stab multiple times. That's fair. Maybe do a nice sweep. Make sure you're not hitting something else. Yep. Uh, Because he knows where, he knows his house. Yep. He should remember that he stashed a corpse in here. Maybe check and see if Alex is breathing. Check for a pulse. Yeah. No, he's still got a sense of touch. Mm -hmm. So yeah, definitely double tap situation here. Yep. So Rocky, she ends up waking up and finding uh, the exit to the house. It's a great, she kicks it open. She's about to get free. Oh no, the blind man's got her and drags her back in. Uh Uh-oh. And knocks her out. Oh boy. 
hey, movie can end here. All right, and we're done, right? We don't have to go for even further. <laughs> Rocky wakes up in uh, the the padded solitary confinement room, and this is where the blind man gives his exposition monologue about, uh, you know, he wants a daughter. So he's like, hey, hey, nine months, I'll let you go. Anyway, here's a turkey baster you're full of jizz. Yeah, and it, what I was saying earlier, they do a really good job of uh, visually representing the horror of this sequence, juxtaposing blind man's justifications. You know, you get your, you'll get your life back. You're young. I'm not forcing myself on you. I'm not a rapist. Meanwhile, he's like threatening her with scissors and then cuts her pants. Yep. Um, and then like we, we watch the like the semen unfreeze and slowly get turkey basted up. Just it's. The film, okay, I hate this twist, but they knew what they were doing, and they made sure to make it known through the storytelling, like, no, he's fucked up. Yep. This isn't, we don't actually think this is not rape. He, in his messed up mind, thinks it isn't. This guy is a monster. Yes. You know, the whole time we think he's the victim. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Yep. Uh, And now we're seeing just how big of a monster he is. Blech. Yeah, everyone's in a horror movie. (laughs) Alex is alive, so he wakes up. Gets himself a hammer, goes downstairs, beats the shit out of the old man. Just in time, too. Just in time. And they use some handcuffs to lock him to something down there. Uh, it was part of the like, pulley system. Part of the pulley system. So Rocky kicks his ass, jams the turkey baster in his mouth. <laughs> Shoves it down his throat and what? then squeezes it. So Rocky now wants to call the cops. Yep. But Alex is like, they won't let you keep the money. I mean, I'll do whatever you want because I'm horny for you. Um, but, you know, just so you know, you know, if we call the cops on this guy, we're not going to keep the money. And he's, like, trying to convince him to go. Just take your money. You got what you want. Just fuck off. Get out of my house. Rocky's going to keep the money because she's Rocky. <sighs> yep. Great performance. Horribly written character. Yep. So they're, they're going to the front door. Alex had the keys already. And honestly, he should have unlocked this door already. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one knock against Alex is he should have like gotten the way out ready to go. But if he spent that time, things could have gotten really disgusting downstairs. Yeah. So they're unlocking the door. The blind man is free already. Yeah, I'm guessing he they, they don't really give us a chance to see what happened. But I think he pulled the... He just yanked the pulley system off the ceiling, I think. Yep. Rule number six, double tap. Yeah. I mean, instead of handcuffing him, you just beat him to death with the hammer. I mean, at this point, he should be dead. Yeah. So he shows up and he shoots and kills Alex. Alex is dead. Boy, oh boy. Where do we start? Okay, so number one, don't be a menace. Number one, don't be a menace. Number two, no one to cut ties. Yeah. No no one to cut ties. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Can we add a rule for stop thinking with your dick? Actually, I do have a rule for this. This would fall under rule 56, our newest rule. Sort out your priorities. She needs to sort out her priorities. Your priority should not be to get laid. Your priority should be to not go to jail or get killed in a house robbery. Yeah, okay, that's fair. <laughs> so, uh, Alex, get your shit together. Oh, wait, you're dead. <laughs> Rocky just runs for her. She's gone. Okay, she starts running for it. And then stops. Ugh. Rule number 28. Run, bitch, run! Run, bitch, run! You know, I, I miss I misspoke earlier when I said she was horribly written. I think she was written to be this dumb. Yep. She gets outside, runs a little bit, and like stops to to uh, shout like "hey hey" kind of thing at, at the guy, and he's just like, "Oh, here's my dog. Go get her." Yep. No. So she she gets to her car, 
and uh, gets she drops the money outside the car. Doesn't have the car key. Well, yeah, because the dog like pounces her right when she gets to the car, and it gets the bag. So the dog like pulls it off when she gets in the car. So she does come up with something clever. She it is kind of nice. She reclaims the car trunk for herself. Yes, yes. She, she uses it for her own gains. She tricks the dog into going into the trunk using a, like a pulley system. Yep. Shuts the trunk door on it and like tries to shut it inside the, the put the seats back up. Yeah, she she brings the seat the back seats down so you can see the trunk and then hooks up a toe strap. Yep. And waits until the dog's in there and then pulls it shut, slams the seats. Works for about three seconds. Yep. It was a good plan. Was very good plan. Dog breaks out of the 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 back seats and so she hooks up the other end of it like a leash. Yeah, and it just traps the dog in there, barely out of range, barely out of reach. She gets out of the car and is immediately knocked out by the blind. Yeah, almost like he has superior hearing and can follow the dog's barks to find where you're at. And this is where we get the opening scene again, where she gets dragged back to the house. Well, now you're all caught up. <laughs> but finally, she is going to take down the blind man herself. She's going to see the remote control, activate the alarm, which. Makes him can't hear anything. Yeah, it just goes off and just overwhelms him. Love it. So she grabs a Chekhov's crowbar that's been there the whole time, beats the shit out of him, and eats his ass down into the basement. And the gun he's holding goes off and gets him, clips him. Yep, yep. Uh, and we, all we see is him just blankly staring up as blood pools around him. Uh, between the impact of the fall and the gunshot, justifiable to think he's dead. Yep. And... Let's be fair. She doesn't have uh, proper means to double tap from yep. here. She would have to go into the basement and to do that. And we absolutely don't want that. No. Rule 40, keep your distance if you yep. can. Uh, so, so with the double tap, if you don't have a ranged weapon, if you're already like far enough away, yeah, don't go for the double tap. Keeping your distance is generally more important yep. than double tapping. You could also argue that falling down the... Because we didn't really establish... The basement isn't like a set of stairs. Yep. It's a ladder. It's a ladder. So it's a straight fall down. Yep. And a gunshot. Yep. You could call that a double tap and be, <laughs> move on with your life. So I don't falter because he lives. Yep. We have a sequel coming out. Uh, that's out already. And she's just going to run away. Yep. And Good she's gone. Best move, move she's made. Yep. She's out. She takes the money. She hears the cops coming. She gets away before the cops show up. The next day, she and her sister are at the airport. This is kidnapping. This is kidnapping. Honestly, if she was taking a court over this, she probably has a case. If she, all she's got to do is prove, like, hey, yeah, they locked me in a trunk. Also, they abused my sister. He's a Nazi. You're not wrong, but the court would also be like, okay, we have a procedure for this. You can't just kidnap people. Yep. And then the question, will the mom and Nazi boyfriend bother going after her? Likely not. They uh, seemed to view Rocky as essentially a live-in maid yep. and their other child as a burden. So, yeah, like, this is kidnapping, but... You could get away with this one. Yeah, I just need to point out, yep, like, she's, totally. she's still breaking rules. Totally. But uh, this one's definitely probably the most justifiable. Yes, and it's her motivation the entire time. It's she broke all those rules to break this rule. Yep. <laughs> uh, we see on a news report, yes. uh, the blind man lived. He reported two break-ins and nothing stolen. Yep. And Rocky sees this in the airport, and she she's home free. Uh, rule 11, get out. She's going to get out of the state. Yep, she's moving to California with her sister. They're not in the sequel. Th they're not. I, I, I knew that because of the very famous feud between the actress who plays Rocky and the film's director. Yes. 
Uh, they had some sort of falling out. They did two movies together. They did Evil Dead and this one together. And somewhere along the way, they had a falling out. So she did not come back for the sequel. So they're out of the, the franchise for now. They did it. Probably, she did it. You know, unless we're getting a third movie, which I, 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 let's assume she's home free. Yeah. Right. Um, and that is the end of Don't Breathe. So I don't really have any new rules. No. No, I, I I hadn't realized there was a priorities rule. Yep. Otherwise, I'd still argue for a stop thinking with your dick rule. Yep. yep. So let's get into some awards, which I think should be really interesting. Yes, uh, I told Ryan the second we ended the movie, like I got stuff that everyone did right for the core four, and also something everyone did wrong for the core four. First, we have the Randy Meeks marriage badge, which goes the character who did the best job at following the rules. And this is, of course, based off Randy Meeks from Scream, the best movie character of all time. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. What are you thinking? Okay, hear me out. All right, I'm hearing you out. <laughs> Again, a lot of bad decisions made, a lot of good decisions made. Some bad decisions worse than the others. Some not even in the same league as the others, as far as how bad they are. I want to give this to the blind man. Because in his horror movie, he doesn't play a perfect game, and his motivations are fucked, but he does nearly everything right. Yeah. Um, I remember when you reserved this movie, this was kind of you, why you wanted to. Yes, because it was. It, I, I knew we would have to talk about the whole rapist part, Yep. but it's just interesting to me that the character that survives his horror movie the best in this movie is the monster. Yeah, we, and we've never given the villain the Randy Meeks Merit Badge before. So I think, okay, let's let, looking at this character as a whole, yes. he's very competent, especially for being a blind man. Mm -hmm. The double tap he misses, yep. the whole rape business. Yeah, that's a giant black that's mark. That's a giant black mark. And even if he wins this Randy Meeks Merit Badge, that will not erase that. No, not at all. But let's take that out of the movie for a second. He's, you know, let's say he's not a rapist, didn't kidnap anybody. Yeah. Just, he's just an old man. It really, you know, besides him, the morality part of it, it doesn't really change anything from a rules perspective. Yeah. The Except for, like, he can't call the cops. Exactly. So, really beyond that, it almost has no effect on what he does. And that's kind of my justification for for nominating him. Yep. I don't want to, I, I make it very clear, I do not want to glorify a rapist. Yeah, this guy sucks. But... The other three are so fucking dumb. Yes, and I was going to ask, like, just for the spirit of discussion, of the main three who have their own separate horror movie within this single movie, do you have anyone from them that you feel stands out above the others that we can kind of have a compare and contrast? Probably Rocky. Okay. Overall, just because her motivation makes the most sense. Yep. Uh, mostly justifiable. And for her goals, like, get out of here with the money. Mm-hmm. You know, she does a fairly good job. A couple of stupid moments that, you know, prevent her from winning this award for sure. We'll get to the Night of the Living Club yep. with Alex. Spoilers, Alex is a front runner for that. Yes, very much so. And Mostly because money doesn't, doesn't do, much, do much. much. And, yeah. And he did bring a gun. Yep. Which is something. So I, I, I am willing to give it to the, the, the blind man. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't feel great about it, but... Neither do I. Blind man, you are the recipient of the Randy Meeks Merit Badge. You are a piece of shit human. Yep. And I'm really upset that, from what I've heard, the sequel tries to redeem you. Yep. Uh, that, is, that is problematic in the sequel, for sure. It could have been worse, I will say. Yeah, I they saw the trailer. They don't... I made a lot of assumptions based on the trailer, and I yeah. was horrified. They don't ignore this movie. I'll put it that way. Good. So that's something. The I sequel's would... problematic, though. But I would love to see a sequel... That recti doesn't rectify, but, like, I'd love to see a third one, if only to give him his just desserts. Like, we're not forgetting what you did. Yeah. 
So yeah, let, let's let's give it to the blind man. He's the winner of the Randy Merit badge. The first time a monster is won. Yep, uh, it was going to happen someday. Small cast of characters, yep. dumb cast of characters. This guy is very competent. You know what? After after your absolute disrespect to my main man Freddy Krueger, giving him Night of the Living Pleb, I am glad that I could come in and bring you a monster that deserves to win. Yeah, emphasis on monster. Emphasis fuck this on, guy. Fuck this guy. Love Stephen Lang. Fuck the blind yep. man. Yeah, he's he's awful. Great villain. Yes. Yep. And, you know, it's fun having a competent villain. Yes, you know, very much so. It, that, that makes movies have stakes. Yes, and I, I was reading before the podcast that part of the director's purpose with this was to create a horror film that didn't rely on supernatural and was mostly based in, you know, solid technicals and a realistic story. And boy... Do the, does he deliver with oh, the absolutely. blind man? Absolutely. High praise for the movie again. Yes. Um, despicable character, competent character. Yes. And often those two, the, you know, uh, the Venn diagram of those two are despicable and competent are often in the same area. Yeah, it's m- almost a circle. Almost a circle. Uh, so let's move on to the Night of the Living Pleb, which goes to the character who did the worst job at following the rules. And this is, of course, based on Barbara from Night of the Living Dead, the worst movie character of all time. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it. You're ignorant. They're coming for you, Barbara. Uh, why don't you go ahead and tell me why it's Alex? <laughs> Where do we start? <laughs> Man did nothing but think with his dick the entire time. He was out three separate times yep. and came back in. I guess, to be fair, the third time he came back in was not of his own volition. Yep. But the first time he came back in and the second, both were. He's a menace beyond all belief. He's also, we point, you pointed out earlier... Rocky and Money are dating. Yeah. And he's very into Rocky more so than he should be. Yeah. He's trying to do the whole nice guy thing. Like, why don't you like me? I'm nice. Money's a bad guy. He may be a thief, but we don't know enough about the relationship to comment exactly. on Exactly. So, and Rocky's also a thief. And you're yep. also a thief. So, you pot, kettle, black. Yes. Wouldn't be me if I didn't add in a dishonorable mention. Because I mentioned earlier that we've never given Pleb and Randy Meeks to the same person. So let's talk about what uh, what Rocky did wrong. Uh, uh, fucked up, not, not fucked up motivations, fucked up priorities. Yep, um, a lot of priorities. That, that money's gonna do you no good if you're if the blind man kills you. Yep, uh, your sister is gonna be in a much worse spot if the blind man kills you. Yeah, you're real gambling here. Yes, she is not as egregious as Alex, and she does more right than Alex. But since we're not giving the same award to the both awards to the same person, let's nominate the same person for both awards. <laughs> but it's Alex. She's nominated this for is, both. This is a token nomination. She's both the honorable and dishonorable mention. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, she's the least consistent character, I'd say. Very much so. And probably, you know, great portrayal. Mm-hmm. Probably portrayed as written, was written to be absolutely dumb. Yeah. One of the worst final girls. Yeah. Not the worst final no, girl. No, no, no. Trouble the Corn 6 exists. <laughs> uh, and even for my tenure on this, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning exists. Yes, yes. Uh, but absolutely. a horrible final girl. Horrible final girl. Uh, I like the actress, though. Yes, uh, she good, was great. Good portrayal. Uh, but yeah, it's Alex. He's thinking with his dick the whole time. He His priorities are just fucked. He was out of the movie multiple times, came back in. All because he wanted to impress Rocky. Yeah, uh, gentlemen out there, don't do this. Alex is not a role model. Or, or women out there. Yeah, or women out there. You know, don't think with your ovaries. <laughs> yeah, you know, think with your head, not the downstairs. Everybody, <laughs> it's a it's a good rule of thumb. So Alex is the night of living pleb, and he's not so living anymore. Womp womp. All right, so don't breathe. Two exists now. Yep. 
So, you want to come back for Dope Breathe 2? Uh, I, I do want to. I want to see this movie. I you've, you've told me a couple things that kind of border on spoiler, but I think I, I'm still interested. I still love this movie and want to see kind of uh, where it goes from here. Sure. So, we'll do that. We will add that to the wheel once the movie comes out on Blu-ray DVD. Yes. Because yeah, I don't want to go see it in theaters again. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, need to, I need to write my notes. I can't really do that in a theater. It's dark. Yep. Um, so, yeah. I'll wait for it to be home with that so I can write with the lights on and whatnot. So, let's get to the Wheel of Spooks. All right. So, here's what is on the wheel. And this is interesting because Don't Breathe is going off the wheel, obviously. Yep. We're going to have to wait on Don't Breathe 2 for a while. So, what is going on in its place? Spiral from the Book of Saw. Ooh. Uh, that is out on Blu-ray and DVD now. It's on the wheel now. So, Spiral. And that'll be our, our Saw correspondent, Jake Johnson, will be coming back on the podcast for that one. New Girls, Jake Johnson? New Girls, Jake Johnson. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, recurring guest on the podcast. So, I'm excited for that. I, did you see Spiral? No, I haven't. Uh, did, have you seen the other Saw movies? Yeah, I've seen all of them except for Spiral. Okay. Worth it. Okay. Spiral's really good. All right. So, here's what's on the wheel. We have Freddy vs. Jason in two spots. It. Texas Chainsaw 3D, Spiral, Bride of Chucky, Leprechaun Origins, and The Exorcist, The Beginning. Jordan, go ahead and spin the wheel. Oh, we got Freddy versus Jason. Yes, I'm not on this podcast, but you know how I feel about the Springwood Slasher. Probably my favorite Friday the 13th movie. I'm really excited for this one. I love Friday vs. Jason. So much fun. That'll be Josh Wessler coming back on the podcast for that one, our Nightmare on Elm Street correspondent. Um, we're finally going to get some more Freddy on here. Let's make Josh no, suffer. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, that's kind of the whole point of this podcast, is specifically to make Derek and Josh suffer. <laughs> <laughs> you, not so much, because you like horror movies. I love horror movies. I mean, granted, I did make you suffer with the Leprechaun in the Hood movies. Yes, and you made me sit through uh, Scream 3. I did make you sit through Scream 3. Um, so I've inadvertently made you suffer. That wasn't my intention. No, but I got to talk about a good movie today. That's good. Uh, so Freddy vs. Jason will be uh, next week. I'm excited for that one. Uh, Jordan, thanks for doing this. Oh, absolutely. It was a pleasure. It, and I mean it this time. <laughs> for once, it was actually fun. <laughs> uh, do you want to give any social media? Uh, just the usual Twitter, at RaiRaiMovieGuy, uh, and uh, game and tech reviews at GBATemp.net. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at HowToHorror. That's how the number two horror. All right, I got nothing else. How about you? I'm nothing. All right, hey. Everybody, don't rob any houses. No. Uh, this has been the How to Survive a Horror Movie Podcast, and now more than ever, stay safe out there. Uh, uh.